0: Hi there, my name is Amara, and you are listening to Happiness 101 podcast, and here we're talking about the things that matter. After a number of strange coincidences and a lifetime of meditation, two phenomenal systems such as human design and gene keys, unlocking people's amazing potential, spreading awareness and happiness became my life's work. Anything to wake you up. So stay with me, alert and relaxed. Shibani Sahni was one of the first people I've spoken to for the podcast, and we had a blast during both of our conversations. I've had requests from listeners to invite her again and continue our conversation, and I was really happy to do that. First time we were both in Goa, in India, and our conversation was accompanied by the waves of Arabian Sea, and this time it is the rain on both sides. I'm in Russia and Shibani is in India. And we are all going through the pandemic times. I really hope you will enjoy our talk just like I did while talking to her. Because it's always fun, encouraging and just invigorating, I would even say. And it will prove to be useful in your daily life. Because Shabani is sharing some really powerful things. I'll leave the links in the notes so that you can connect with her. Stay tuned. Shibani Sahni, I'm so happy to hear you again on this um, rainy in Russia afternoon. (laughs) What about India?
1: Hi, hi, Amara. Hey. I'm doing very well, very well. It's monsoon season in India too, and it's uh, beautiful outside. Mm -hmm. The rains in India are just so gorgeous. I know. It's pelting rain. It's a little humid and hot, but Uh uh, it's beautiful. Oh,
0: I can attend to that. It is really beautiful.
1: Yes, you know, you've been in India.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think we are kind of synchronizing right now because in Russia it's also raining. So they had a feeling that we're going to make this podcast, you know. So here we are (laughs) (laughs) having a mutual monsoon season and uh, happy Yoga International Day, first of all. It was yesterday. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, it was a beautiful day and a very productive day, must say. Please tell me, all the
0: classes and everything, what you did. How did you celebrate it?
1: Oh, okay. Because uh, India is going through the whole coronavirus and the COVID situation, like most countries around the world, or I'd rather Mm -hmm. say all countries. Some have pretty much got it under control. And, you know, in some countries, it's still spiking. Mm -hmm. India is one of those countries where, though we semi-opened the lockdown and, you know, we're no longer in quarantine. Wow. uh, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. But that doesn't go to say that the virus has gone away. Our, uh, You know, uh, virus rates, the active cases rates are still growing in India. So every Mm -hmm. day you have more and more new cases coming up. Mm -hmm. Hence, for yoga day, we couldn't do anything real time. But I had a virtual uh, seminar and it was fabulous. It went off so well. We had over three hundred and eighty people that registered wow, for it amazing and uh the views that we got in total uh, live when we streamed it was over one thousand. Oh my god so it awesome. was lovely we yeah we had about 250 people on the zoom call and then we streamed it live on facebook mm-hmm. so we it was on facebook and on facebook we had over a thousand views And it's still on Facebook. So I could share the link with you if, you know, you, you want it later. You can put it along with this. I would love to. And it was, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm more than happy to share this. So it was basically a a very interesting discussion on, uh, on yoga and how we can really use uh, the yoga practice and the various aspects of yoga to build our immunity in these times of uncertainty, of fear, of, you know, anxiety, stress, Uh, people are going through financial stress, they're going through emotional stress. They just, there's just so much uncertainty around because of the coronavirus situation Mm -hmm. uh, across the globe that it's not a very happy time for people. So our seminar and discussion was really centered around how one can build, you know, life skills, one can build certain coping mechanisms, one can build you know, a practice of yoga, which you can do with yourself, you know, breathing techniques, the posture practice, and just a value system for yourself Mm -hmm. that you can use on a daily basis to not only raise your immunity levels, but also keep yourself emotionally, mentally, psychologically healthy. Because it's very important to create this healing environment, you know, around yourself, within Mm -hmm. yourself, because otherwise you can just be taken in and consumed by uh, the world outside given the sadness given the bitterness the uncertainty it's just too much to handle mm-hmm. so till we don't strengthen ourselves from within by becoming mentally strong emotionally strong you know uh, psychologically strong and even physically strong it's 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 difficult to come out of this you know successfully and you know being healthy and fit
0: yeah You know, I cannot uh, not ask you, um, how are you personally holding up in this worldwide lockdown? I mean, it's not lockdown for you anymore, but as we already mentioned, the virus is not going away. And in my personal opinion, it is not going away. It is here to stay and we are here to evolve because of this virus, but that's a whole different story, you know? (laughs) So how
1: has it changed your life and how? Oh, I'm actually doing very well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. fortunately I'd like to say That's that. And good. yes, it. Yeah. thank you so much. Yes, yes. I've really used the time constructively for myself and I've been healthy, uh, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and it's, it's something that I'm pretty proud of. And, and I'd love mm-hmm. to share this, you know, with others also, because it's just not me who can do this and all of us around yeah. can come out of this, you know, in a very positive way. Uh, yes, there have been multiple changes, you know, in my lifestyle and in my approach to life because uh, I'm a outdoors person, out and out, you know, my profession, mm-hmm. my work <clears throat> keeps me on the ground. Uh, I am a yoga therapist. I'm a psychotherapist. I do mm-hmm. workshops with people. I do one-on-one sessions with people and most of these sessions are real time. So I go into centers, I go into work, I go into my studio, you know, mm-hmm. my, my yoga studio, my Therapy studio, and we work together. We have dialogue, we have discussions, we do yoga, we have movement classes, we have, uh, you know, other forms of energy work that we do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all of that is unfortunately not happening. But what is great about it is, I've been successfully able to bring this online, and though. The physical element, which is a very important element, is missing in this approach. But Mm -hmm. nonetheless, we have been able to carry out a lot of this work online with people. I think more and more people around the world are now getting used to using technology to communicate, to interact and to work. So I am doing, uh, you know, two group classes every day, six days a week. And they are one and a half hour long uh, yoga, you know, classes where we use the yoga practice we have meditation we have pranayam which is the breathing the controlled breathing practice and uh, every day we do a routine where we integrate all three of them the yoga postures the meditation mm-hmm. it's a guided meditation it's a chanting meditation and then we have the breathing practice the pranayam practice and uh, and i think through this uh, and i have students that attend these online we do it over a platform called blue jeans which is uh, an alternate to Zoom. It's very similar to Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that I'm able to do longer sessions on BlueJeans. So I picked that uh, platform. Okay. And it's, uh, it's given me, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity to explore technology, to take my work to people who I could not reach on a one-on-one basis. I have students from everywhere. I have students from multiple cities in India, from Delhi, Bombay, Goa, Lucknow, uh, you know, from Pune. Mm-hmm. I have students from overseas. I have students from London, New York, from Paris, from uh, Barcelona. And uh, it's it, it's very nice to be able to interact with so many people who come from so many different cultures, come under the same platform. And we do yoga together. We chant together. We meditate together. So that's been really nice about mm-hmm. the lockdown. Yeah, you you know, know, also doing... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hurry, yeah yeah keep going mm-hmm. and i'm also doing my uh one-on-one counseling sessions as you know i'm also a psychotherapist yeah i actually wanted to I... touch
0: on that i wanted to touch on that like uh, uh exactly what are you doing and how can people benefit right now while sitting and listening to our conversation because um our last latest conversation has been pretty inspiring to people and i know this from some feedback that we received and last time We've been doing our conversation in um, Goa while sitting on the beach and with the waves, you mm-hmm. know, in the background. And I would like to continue our conversation pretty much where we stopped last time because um, you were saying something about creating a healing environment. And how can you yes. create a healing environment while sitting at home where nobody's around or there are too many people around who are not keen on helping you to create that environment, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It's completely doable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, so apart from the yoga that I teach, I'm also a psychotherapist, uh, which is a counselor and I work with cognitive behavioral therapy, Mm -hmm. which is uh, a therapy that looks at uh, people's thinking patterns, you know, how, our thinking patterns and the way we think really affects our emotions. It affects our our feelings. It affects our behavior. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if the thinking patterns are very negative, then the repercussion of that or the spiraling effect of that on the emotions, on the feelings is not so good.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: leads to a sense of fear. It leads to anxiety. It could lead to depression. It could lead to you know, irrational fears, phobias, even some sort of addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. So these are the various manifestations that people get because of negative uh, structures or patterns of thinking. And, and my work is to work with people who are undergoing these ailments, these mental ailments like, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, hypertension, uh, emotional distress, any kind of phobias, uh, any kind of panic, if you're prone to panic attacks, if you're prone to any kind of mental instability, Mm -hmm. which is driven because of negative patterns. And we do a lot of work together through communication, through discussions, which is what I'm doing online. So right now I can open this up to anybody around the globe who needs any healing, who needs to have a conversation, who wants to come and talk to a professional. I am there. We can Mm -hmm. work this through by you know, learning on how to create a healing environment around us and within us in our homes. So when we talk about healing environment, what do we really mean? Let's start with defining the word healing. So mm-hmm. healing is, you know, in, in really simple words to put it, it is the process to bring together aspects of ourselves, which we sometimes forget because there's the mind, there's the body and there's the energy that we have. So how do we bring this together, the mind, body, energy at deeper levels of inner knowing? So really knowing yourself truly and uh, leading towards you know, integration and balance with each of these aspects. So really balancing out the body, the mind, the energy, because the minute these go out of balance and there's some kind of imbalance created is when you have all of the sadness, the depression, the anxiety, the panic. So when we integrate the body, the mind and the energy and we bring together a sense of balance in each of these aspects, having equal importance and value, that is when we truly create a healing environment. Because sometimes we just get so stuck on the physical level that we don't address the emotional level, but an emotional pain, you know, is as real as a physical pain and society today does not address this. mm mm-hmm. They don't even recognize that, you know, people are going through some kind of emotional upheaval or an emotional pain because some people, they don't even acknowledge it. So the first step towards this is to acknowledge that, you know, but how there do is you something know, within me.
0: How do you know how a person who is sitting at home on their own can acknowledge that there is something
1: wrong with their emotional state? Like what are the symptoms? You know, sometimes the symptoms are when there is any form of imbalance. Now, again, how do you know if there's imbalance? Sometimes, you know, your body is very energetic and, you know, you have all of this adrenaline within the body Mm -hmm. and the mind is very, very sluggish. The mind is tired. The mind is weak. The mind just doesn't want to function. The body is so active. The mind is so weak. So there is an imbalance. We're not using our breath, which is such an important form of creating energy to align the body and the mind. So when you feel that, you know, you're in a situation which is, uh, not really helping you become the best of yourself when you are not able to express yourself completely, when you feel, uh, you know, restless in the mind, when you feel restless in the body, when you feel you're getting angry too often if you feel you know you're you're just sad you know with there's this 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 whole sense of sadness around this whole sense of disconnecting from the world where you don't want to engage with the world outside mm-hmm. and you find yourself in complete isolation in a unhealthy way where you have this dialogue in your head where you know what you're doing is not good for you but you don't think you have a choice Mm -hmm. and you don't think you have the the energy the the willpower the determination uh, to pull yourself out of it when you feel completely victimized by your circumstances and by victimized I don't mean you know physically necessarily it could be physical but more emotional and maybe more mental where you don't think you have the coping skills the mechanisms the the ability or the capacity to pull yourself out of your situation where your mind is eating into you and you are just, you just don't have control over yourself. I think, I think that in a nutshell would define, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who is, yeah, yeah, the symptoms of of anxiety, depression. And I think think it's addictiveness as well. Right yeah addiction uh,
0: and I also wanted to mention that if a person feels like that, feels this uh, lack of willpower and lack of being able of pulling themselves out, I mean I do not um expect them to realize it, but the most important thing here, I believe personally that it's important to ask for help because a lot of times. Um, people disregard this kind of uh, mild, as they say, mild symptoms. Like, oh, if you feel sad, you know, go and drink some water or talk to your friends or uh, jump up and down or do some, something, you know? Because some people do not realize how serious it can be. So when a person is so down, I believe, and if you are listening to this right now, and if you are having any kind of symptoms from this, ask for help. And do not be afraid to ask for help. This is Absolutely, because it might not be
1: so severe right now. Exactly. But it could spiral into something worse. And before you know, you'll have lost time. But if you address it now and nip it in the bud and catch it now, you will have a beautiful, you know, next few months or years ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, you
0: also said that inner is outer, um, um, inner versus outer environment which is very important here right when we acknowledge how we're feeling at this moment and how do we approach each of them how do we approach our inner environment and outer environment and how do they correlate
1: absolutely absolutely so so again now let's talk about what is environment what exactly do we mean when we say environment so environment is our surrounding it's the space that we are in the -hmm. conditions in which we live so our spirit, our energy lives in our body and we live in a home. So the home or your neighborhood, your society is your outer environment and your your body, your energy levels, your mind, you know, is your, your intellect is your inner environment because it's all where we live in inside. And I think it's very important to create a balance between the inner and the outer environment because they're very correlated. The inner environment has a huge uh, role to play in how we treat the outer environment or how we create the outer environment. And, and same, you know, it's the outer environment really impacts how you feel, you know, how Mm -hmm. you think, how you behave, you know, how you react, how you respond. It's Mm -hmm. very, very correlated. And, a lot of us seem to miss this correlation of how the inner and the outer environment are so closely linked Mm -hmm. because the process of healing, as we spoke of, it is becoming sound and healthy again. And it's this whole process of bringing about a feeling of, of restoration of rejuvenation of revitalization of the body, the mind, the energy. So, When we're talking about balance in the body, the mind, and the energy, we have to create that alignment. We have to create that inner peace, that outer peace. And that is the the complete healing when you're able to be peaceful within and outside. Mm -hmm. I'm pondering.
0: I'm sitting and pondering on that, you know. (laughs) I kind of want some zone or space. I don't know how to say this but yeah
1: but you agree right yes absolutely
0: of course I agree and my question my next question uh, which is probably obvious is can you share some tools about how to heal like um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in sequence but what is the first thing comes to mind what people listening to this can do right here and right now
1: absolutely so let's start with the inner environment Uh because that is so close to us and it the inner environment really impacts your quality of thoughts, how you think, how you process information. Because all of us take in the same stimulus, the same information from the external world. A chair is a chair, but what I make of the chair, it will be dependent on my inner environment. How do I process that information? You know, Mm -hmm. it could be a a beautiful throne for me, or it could be a simple rotting stool, you know, a little... Rickety chair. So it really depends, and on what you make of the world outside. That was just an example that I gave. So how we process the information, how we take in the information, how we absorb it, really impacts our emotional state. So Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind, it's very important to keep the mind and the body healthy. So just a few tips is to consciously catch yourself when you're doing one of these things. One thing we all should be very careful about is is complaining and criticizing, because it's beca- it's become so normal in a day to day life to kind of complain about things around us or to mm-hmm. criticize things around us. But yeah. these really sap out our energy; they drain you. They have a huge negative impact on the body, on the mind, on your emotions, and they pull your energies down. Yeah, I so totally we should just agree. completely yeah. eliminate. Complaining, criticizing from our life. You should just remove these words from your vocabulary and not let it come into your area of influence, your thoughts. Another thing that really pulls you down is comparing. We should not compare ourselves Mm -hmm. to any other human being on this planet. Each one of us is very, very unique. We are all brilliant sons of happiness. We are like the big Mm -hmm. bright sun that shines outside. So connecting with that bright energy within you and saying, I will be the best of myself. If you need to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to who you were, you know, maybe a few months ago, maybe a year ago, maybe three years ago. That's the comparison you want to use and see how far you've moved in life because of all the causes that you've set in your life that have brought you to this point in time Mm -hmm. and really give yourself a pat on the back, appreciate yourself, love yourself, encourage yourself to do things.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Because we have to appreciate ourselves and love ourselves for who we are and not wait for, you know, acknowledgement or appreciation from outside that will come, but we should be our best friends. We you should really know. learn to love ourselves, uh, really embrace ourselves, thank ourselves, uh, respect ourselves, and 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 that dialogue that we have with ourselves in our mind. Research says that you know forty to fifty percent of the conversations that an average human being has with herself or himself are prone to negativity. They're mm-hmm. conversations of discouragement. They're conversations where you're begrudging yourself the conversation where you're degrading yourself, the conversation where you're putting yourself down. Mm. I told you so conversations. We should change that internal dialogue with the self. The self narrative within the head needs to change. It needs to be empowering. It needs to be motivating. It needs to be a dialogue of compassion, a dialogue of unconditional love, a dialogue of confidence and courage. Because only then will the wisdom come to process the information from outside in a positive way. We need to be empowered in ourselves. So once again, cut out any form of criticism, any form of complaining, any form of comparison from your life. That is the first thing you can do. You know, I want to add something to that.
0: Mm, I want to add yes. something to the complaints because I completely and totally support you in this as well. And I do believe that they drain energy and they are completely useless when we complain, when we um, um, complain and also blame. And there is one amazing awareness technique that I, uh, that I found out, I do not remember where, but it might be pretty universal. So, I mean, it's really difficult if you are used to complaining and you don't even notice throughout the day how many times you complain, it's really difficult to eliminate it once and for all in just one go. Because the are mm-hmm. habitual creatures, right? so our habits sometimes they go much further than our awareness so what i'm suggesting you can do is you can take 15 minutes a day one five specifically dedicated to complaining so you sit down at this allotted time and you start complaining to yourself about life about this coronavirus about the government about your friends and your family and your spouse and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and everything that you feel like complaining and get it out of your
1: system yes
0: but you time yourself so when 15 minutes is out you stop complaining and if throughout the day you feel like you want to complain you remember then tomorrow you'll have those 15 minutes you know so you can put it into the tomorrow box and from day to day it's incredible how it works this is just one sure. of the most mind blowing practices that I've learned. And honestly, my complaining is not even fifteen minutes a day. It's pretty much non-existent. But it's non existent almost zero without me actually trying too hard. Because it became absolutely my nature. It becomes
1: second nature. Yes. yes absolutely. Mind true. true, true. Yes. Mine too, like yes. I've noticed that it's completely like gone from my life it's and yeah. i'm not saying that i i never complain you know yep. in my 20s uh, you know it was it was there because all mm-hmm. of us naturally complain yeah. till you are not conscious about the complaining till you don't consciously address it because of the way society is structured because of the way human beings interact mm-hmm. because this whole c- culture of gossip people talk about people when you talk yeah. about people, you'll be talking about their positives and their mm-hmm. negatives. Anything I mean, we negative are people, right? Yeah. If yes. we are not enlightened, we do complain
0: sometimes. We do become unaware sometimes, no matter how many yes. meditations we've done in our life. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I mean, I am a human. I admit it. Even though I teach meditation, I still admit that sometimes I'm not, I'm not in meditative state.
1: But, yes. The, yeah. the, the trick is to catch yourself. And to realize how often you're doing it and then eliminate it. Exactly. And the more you do this, you'll get mm-hmm. used to doing this and then there will be yeah. a time yeah. when you'll just stop complaining.
0: You'll just automatically fun. see it's the brighter fun. side yeah. of
1: everything. Yes, yeah, it's actually, yes, yes, actually fun There are two sides to, to every situation.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of complaining at a certain time. It makes it a fun exercise. And I think everything, when you feel it is fun, it's already giving you positive vibes. And whatever is giving you positive vibes, you just cannot stay in depression for too long. It just yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And there will be a time when you won't even need those 15 minutes to complain. Exactly. You won't even need one minute, you <laughs> yeah. know, because you just won't want to do it. Because Absolutely. just the thought of it will pull you down. So you'll be like, why bother? Your energy levels and your vibrational yeah. frequency will be so high that the word complain will be erased from your vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. But for that, you know, we need to, uh, Amara, build awareness. Mm -hmm. We need to be very mindful of recognizing our thoughts, our words, our actions, our emotions, our energy levels. We need to tap into ourselves to catch ourselves when we are doing this complaining, criticizing and comparing. And, And for that, I think it's very important to build awareness. And did you know that, you know, there's some research done at the Harvard School of Psychology which says that 47% of the time, human beings are actually thinking of something other than what is in front of them. Mm -hmm. That means we are just so much within our heads that 47 is close to half your living life. So half your day, you're thinking of something which is not in front of you. That means you're not living in the moment. Actually,
0: the research says that 90% of our mind, we live in the unconsciousness. So we leave out only ten percent in the conscious and ninety percent in the unconscious. So if yeah, somebody yeah so that ten percent in yeah that ten percent imagine and if somebody tells me, okay, tell me what kind of person you are, and I'll be like, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm this, and then I do something, and the person will say, uh, you said you are this, you know, but you are doing this instead. So we are basically a walking, talking. Um, um, Uh, example of a person who actually does not know how much they are capable of.
1: Absolutely. Because that 10 to 12%, which is your conscious mind, even 50% of that, like 47 to be precise, Mm. you're not living in the present moment. You're either in the past or in the future. You're either engaged in worrying about something or you're anxious about something Mm -hmm. or you're fearful about something. So we need to get out of that situation and really live a life of complete awareness. Focus on the current moment. Have the focus you need to accomplish your goals. Give attention to only what you want to do. 100% of your attention should be where you are and what you want to do. Learn to observe. Notice things around you. That is how you will build focus and awareness. Be focused on what you are doing so that you can dive deeper into that task. You know, Mm -hmm. and try to eliminate multitasking from your life as much as you can. Yes, I recognize and I realize it is an important skill to have, but it's also a skill that distracts us from really going deep into that one task. When you do one thing at a time, completely with all your focus, your concentration, your energy, then you really immerse yourself into it. You get so much out of that task. So, so, so much. So Mm -hmm. giving our full attention is one way of becoming aware, observing everything around us. Just start noticing things around you. Get out of your head and say, oh, this is this is a table. This is a chair. This is a painting. This is a laptop. Just look, notice what color clothes the person is wearing. What are you wearing? Because the more we observe, the more we notice, the more we're bringing ourselves to that point. When we're driving, you know, from A point to B point, just don't drive and think about things, drive with your attention on the road, see the cars around you, see the people around you, see the things around you, see the fields around you, the flowers around you, be there. But because it becomes so mechanical, driving from, for example, say from home to work, we do it every single day. It becomes a habit. And -hmm. any habit, we just perform naturally without giving it any attention. From the first day, you know, you're driving to work, you'll be very attentive because you're trying to look for your workplace. You know, you've either got a map on or you're asking people or you're looking for directions. So full awareness we're driving with. Maybe the second day again, you'll do the same thing because it's still a new, new information that you're processing. Third day, maybe fourth day, maybe come to the sixth or the seventh day for most of us, or maybe even the eighth or the ninth day. It, you know the road. So you will just mm-hmm. drive and while you're driving or chatting with someone, you're listening to music and maybe you're, you get a phone call and you put, it, put the phone call on, you know, speaker and you're having a conversation. So you, you, you spread your attention to five other things which on the day one you did not do. If on day one you were trying to look for that street, if anybody spoke in the car, if anyone played music, you would be like, hey, I'm trying to look for directions. Can we please keep it down? Because you're mm-hmm. trying to build all your attention and your awareness to find that workplace or to find that address. Mm-hmm. But now on day 10, when we know the address and we know the workplace, now your mind is not fully focused there. So we engage it with multiple other things. This just goes to show that if you want to do something and you want to create that, recreate that sense of learning every single day, then, You have to be very mindful and aware. Okay, you know the road, but look at other things around you. Notice the flowers, notice the people, notice the other cars driving. Keep yourself attentive and aware because that is very important to bring about this sense of awareness. And this sense of awareness is very important to catch yourself in your thoughts, your minds, your words, your actions. That is how we become healthy from within. When we bring about that attention to detail, the attention to the current moment, that awareness, when we catch ourselves having those negative conversations and we turn them to more positive conversations. There is a phrase, right, about this. Stop to smell the flower.
0: So, yeah. Stop to smell the flower. And look at that flower. Look at that flower. It might be something... So beautiful beautiful, and you've never noticed even though it has been in your
1: garden for ages, you know? Yeah, and you know, when you stop to smell those flowers and you actually do it, your self-belief system will become so positive. It'll become so happy because flowers have a very positive energy to it. I'm glad you, you spoke of flowers because flowers in itself radiates so much positivity that it really helps us Increase that sense of peace and calm. Just appreciating, being absolutely grateful, like an attitude of gratitude for everything around us. I actually like, you know... Yes, (laughs) yes, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to say that
0: I like actually to de-automatize actions that we're used to be doing every single day. Like we brush our teeth, we take shower, we. do any mundane thing that we've been doing for hundreds of times and we do not remember how they went every day because it's boring, you know, but if you actually bring awareness into your day-to-day tasks that you have been doing for such a long time, every single little thing becomes a meditation and that's what awareness is about, right? Be present. And then it doesn't matter what you do. You are happy nevertheless.
1: It's like, little things become big things in your life yeah and when you are focusing on these little things that you do you're you're stopping your mind from having these unnecessary thoughts did you know an average human being like anyone like you and me you know an average human mm-hmm. being has anywhere between 15000 to 70000 oh, yeah. thoughts a day <laughs> now yeah 50% of these thoughts are negative thoughts so we don't need to have so many unnecessary thoughts in a day. When, for example, next time when you're brushing your teeth, or when you're doing any mundane activity, do it with focus. Focus on which part of the teeth you're brushing. Mm-hmm. Look inside your mouth, open your mouth wide, look at the molars, brush the insides of the teeth, the surface of the teeth, the bottom of the teeth, the side of the teeth, brush mm-hmm. the outer side, the inner side, and, you know, take the toothbrush everywhere and, look into your mouth and make sure you're brushing every tooth from all the sides, you know, do this, make brushing your teeth an activity of full focus. So actually create, take your attention to your mouth and your teeth. When you're brushing your teeth, don't just move the toothbrush in your mouth while you're thinking of a TV episode that you want to watch or a conversation you've had with your boss or a conversation you're going to have with your spouse or your, your partner. That's what people do. They are not present at that moment in time, which is there, either in the past or the future. Like they're not present
0: also because they do not know why to be present. That's the thing. Because I believe if people would actually knew how important it is to be present and what it does in our day-to-day life, they would just be so amazed and they would be doing it like every single day. The lack of knowledge Absolutely. or the misinformation, I think, about uh, awareness, um, the word that everybody uses, but not everybody knows exactly what it is. Because if I cannot touch it, it, it doesn't really exist, right? But Absolutely. actually, this word, it matters so much that if everybody would understand that, we would be living in a different world.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I know, I think... Yeah, one more way to build awareness. One is this conscious way of catching yourself and of being present. Another way is just to go through some form of meditation, you know, Mm -hmm. a guided meditation, yoga nidra, pranayama meditation, focusing on your breath. We have some amazing meditative tools on my website, which is Mm -hmm. ekatherapy.com. I will put all the links, yeah, so that people can go. Yes, so we have some amazing, breathing meditations that you can do breathing practices where you can use your breath to really alter the state of your mind and to make it more positive there's yoga that you can do to be more mindful and to be more present and to increase your awareness levels yoga is moving the body in various postures aligning the mind the body and the breath yoga is a little different from normal exercising it's uh a lot of people misunderstand yoga as just exercising, but what Mm -hmm. differentiates it is you coordinate the movements of the body with your breath and you bring your full concentration and awareness to that posture that you put yourself into. Because when we do that, we are actually creating endorphins in the body, these neurotransmitters, you know, like dopamine, serotonin, which are Mm -hmm. unhappy hormones that we are creating. And these relieve us of any form of stress of pain Uh, so it's very important to create these these neurotransmitters in the body because it really makes you so much happier it makes you you so much more energetic exercise does that too but yoga yoga therapy dance therapy laughter therapy are amazing tools to adopt to create that happy effect in the body it's just so instantaneous and you don't even realize that this is happening from within. That's another way to create a healing environment from within is engaging in meditation, engaging in in, in breathing techniques, in yoga, in dance therapy, and movement therapy. Because you create these amazing, you know, hormones in within the body. You know, Shibani, I believe that we'll have to do another episode
0: as well because we can go on and on, and this is an endless subject, I think. And it's a subject Absolutely. that we're both fascinated with, and there is still so much more to say. But we have, yeah, to we are just on inner up. healing. Yes. We still have to do
1: the outer <laughs> healing, and yeah. with the inner healing work, there's a lot more. Like, you know, being mindful about the food that you eat, your your self-belief system, the lifestyle, because all of this impacts us from within. Mm -hmm. These are habits that you have, your thinking pattern. These are passions that you have. This is the sense of compassion, the sense of gratitude, the sense of really being appreciative to the world outside. Yeah. And I, I have so much more to say about this. Which, I know that's you know, why
0: I'm saying that we need to do another episode and maybe more and more because there's still so much to say. And uh, I, I know that we have to wrap up right now. And before we wrap up, I want to ask you one last thing, and then we can continue. Sure. Next what is your mantra for today? Like, do you have any mantra that you practice? Maybe it's a slogan or motto that you live by these days. Can you share this yes. phrase or, or a sentence?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So my mantra for today and for most days, you know, is a, a very uh, positive feeling of thanking uh, this existence, uh, you know, this beautiful existence that I live in Mm -hmm. where I, you know, tell myself that I'm in love with my life and it's such a beautiful life. I constantly grateful for the universe, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, for the absolute and complete protection that the universe gives me for the love that the universe gives me and how the universe accepts me and cherishes me for who I am just exactly as I am. Mm -hmm. So, I really believe when we are grateful and appreciative of this existence of this life and we fall in love with our life and we tell ourselves what a beautiful life this is. All the struggles in the life, the hardships in the life just automatically take a backseat. You start focusing on all the positivity in your life because you accept yourself and you really truly cherish yourself for who you are, exactly the way you are today. And you appreciate yourself so much for everything that you have accomplished in your life that has brought you to today. Because you know the universal forces and each and every function of the universe is working in your favor to bring you to today. So the positivity that comes with it, that feeling of empowerment that comes with it, just makes you such a powerful soul. It makes you a very peaceful soul Mm -hmm. and a fearless soul. So you just live your life fearlessly. You, you know who you are and you allow yourself to be because you just express that so fearlessly in everything that you do. And I think that is the power of loving yourself, respecting yourself and appreciating yourself. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: If you are in a relationship right now, whether it is love relationship or friendship, parental, business, any kind, you both can benefit a great deal from relationship reading in human design. Uh, actually, I use human design gene keys and some other secret tools. And we can see into, first of all, your compatibility, the reasons that you've met, what can you teach one another, what pulls you towards each other and why, and if there is a repulsion. What is the common ground between you two and how to enhance that? And where are the, possi- the possible problems might arise and what to do about them? And how can you help each other grow and in what areas? What both of you are bringing into your relationship and what is the combination of your energies. Where can another person dominate you and what to do about it. I would really recommend you to inquire about relationship reading because it can literally save your relationship, enhance it, show you your partner from a completely different side, the side that you will truly start to appreciate. You will understand what makes him or her tick. You will understand why they react the way they react. And how to really become not tolerant, but actually accepting what the other person is. And when you accept the other person, you know that the relationships, they not only become better, but they become more conscious. And the only happy relationship is a conscious relationship. So I'm inviting you to try it out for yourself. Relationship reading, I'll leave my contacts in the notes so you can inquire about it.